This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I want to start this afternoon by taking a short poll. First, how many of you still have your Christmas tree up? Okay. Second, what do you have atop of your tree? Is it a star or an angel? How many of you have stars on the top of your tree? And angels? Okay. The reason I asked the first question is Christmas, from the Christian perspective, isn't truly over until January the 6th or Epiphany, the day we traditionally celebrate the visit by the wise men. The reason I asked the second question is I think there are two types of people. Some are angel people and uh, some are star people. Basically, the angel represents those who have been waiting for the Messiah, for a sign from God, for a long time, like the shepherds. They knew what the angel meant when he told them about a savior, a Messiah. They remembered the old prophecies. They remembered with anticipation. Now, in the star piece, star, and the star was for those who were, were still searching, those still unsure, those still with questions, those on a quest to find out about this mystery and message from God wrapped up in, a human, in human flesh and swaddling clothes. A friend reminded me that God sent both the angel and the star because God always meets us where we are. He met the shepherds in their fields, doing their duty, watching their sheep, some dozing, some sleeping, all awakened by the glory that shone around them. Well, God met the wise men, the travelers and searchers from the east as they searched the stars for answers to the meaning of life. These foreign travelers became the first ones to witness this newborn Messiah, the Savior of the world, because God chose to meet them where they were in their journey of life. Let's look at the passage that describes their encounter from Matthew 2, verse 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers for, of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he, he, uh, he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you find him, bring me, uh, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, <clears throat> they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Nothing about hearing it twice, right? If it's a good one, you hear it twice. 
nobody really knows what country the wise men came from. Some commentators say that they were from Arabia or Mesopotamia, but some say they were magicians from Persia or modern-day Iran. Uh, others say they were from Babylon for uh, modern-day Iraq. Some say they were from even further away, as far as far away as India. Some speculate that they were wealthy, uh, wealthy scholars from uh, from Medes, uh, a subjugated tribe within Persia. Some say they were uh, Zoroastrians. One of our earliest historians, Herodotus, indicates that the Magi specialized in interpreting dreams. But we don't know all of that is basically conjecture. Scripture simply says they were wise men from the East. It doesn't even say that uh, there were three of them. There could only have been two. There could only have been 20. All we know is they, they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They were from the East, and they, were, they traveled a long way followed a star to find this baby who would be king. What we do know for sure is that God met them in the midst of life, in the midst of the, uh, of, of the circumstances of their life. God met them where they were. But notice God didn't leave them there. Just like God didn't leave the shepherds at the manger. The angel's message to the shepherds had been so compelling that they went running with haste. They dropped everything and skedaddled over there to see this baby. And when they uh, went back to the flocks, went back to their flocks, they went back changed, filled with excitement, anticipation, and expectation. I'll bet some of them even began a sort of countdown or a count up. They began listening to the gossip and talk about all the upcoming preachers and rabbis. Maybe they had heard about a young boy teaching the elders in the temple and thought, no, it can't be him. It's, it's only been 12 years. Maybe 20 years went by and they started to lose hope. Then 30 and they began thinking, surely it was all a dream. And then one day they heard friends or acquaintances talking about a preacher at the Jordan baptizing people. Maybe that was him. But then they realized, then they went and, 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 and John uh, said boldly that he wasn't the Messiah, just the one getting people ready for the Messiah. And then they, they heard about a, a rabbi in Galilee, Galilee of all places, a preacher who taught and preached like no one else, one who preached with the Spirit and with authority, and then they knew. And the wise men from the East, they came seeking. They weren't sure exactly what they were seeking, just like so many of us. They came seeking the answers to life and the meaning of life. Maybe they were like us. They found that all the stuff money could buy just wasn't enough. They came to the realization that there wasn't enough stuff in the whole world to fill what they were looking for. So they went seeking among the stars and in philosophy. And that search led them to Bethlehem and they found what they were looking for. But once they found what they were looking for, God wouldn't let them return the same way they came. God warned them and sent them off on their way back, home by another road. God met the wise men when they were, uh, when they uh, were, but God did, where they were, sorry. God met the wise men where they were, but God didn't leave them there. God sent them home by another road, another road. Let me tell you about another wise man, a wise man of our day who, like the wise men of old, was led by the stars and then led home by another, rab another road. From a young age, Hugh Ross was consumed by the study of physics and astronomy. 
He devoured scientific texts and found in them a knowledge that excited him. His studies of science and the order of the universe led Hugh to the belief that there had to be a creator somewhere that set the whole thing in motion. As a young man, he began studying the texts of the world's major religions. He measured each one against the known facts of science and history. If there was a creator, Hugh felt, and if this creator went to such great lengths to make an orderly universe that could be understood, then such a creator would want to communicate with his creation in an orderly and truthful manner. Hugh Ross's study of one of the stars and the planets led him to believe that there was such a God. Hugh Ross found that God was in the Bible. But it would be another few months of wrestling with his will before Hugh was ready to humble himself and ask Jesus to be Lord of his life. Today, Dr. Hugh Ross has earned degrees in physics and astronomy from the University of British Columbia and the University of Toronto. He is the Director of Reasons to Believe, an organization that publicizes the historical and scientific truths of the Bible. Dr. Ross comments, as an astronomer, I have achieved my ultimate quest. My education led me to the stars. My faith led me beyond. Dr. Ross searched for knowledge. What he found was truth, and it sent him home by another road. This afternoon, we're invited to come to the manger once again with the, with the wise men. But like the wise men, we're invited to go home by another road. This afternoon, we're invited to come to Bethlehem, the house of bread, and to leave by another road. This afternoon, we're not only offering bread and wine for the journey, but oil for healing. I don't know what it, what it, is, uh, I don't know what it is that might be troubling your heart. I don't know what you've come seeking this afternoon, but know this, know this, God is in this place and God will meet you where you are and God offers what you are seeking if you will but seek him. So come this afternoon to the table, make that journey of faith like the wise men, but then listen to God as God leads you home on another road. Leave what is troubling you behind. Leave the illness that eats at both your heart and your body. Leave the hurt and the pain caused by others. Leave the guilt of your sin. Leave all that behind and leave by another road. The road of forgiveness. The road of healing. You came by one road seeking something this afternoon. Listen to God. Be fed by God. Be touched by God. Start the new year on a new journey and leave by another road. Amen. Be seated for the announcements, please. Okay, announcements. I know about the podcast. You, oh, no, I don't, don't, don't try and send and, and, and one me up here now. All right, pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. We pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. You can remain anonymous. You can keep. You can give us your name. But this is the place where you want to come to if you want to ask us for uh, to pray for something for you. Um, uh, we uh, can do it during the during our regular our regular times during the week, or you can ask that we be put into the bulletin and be uh, part of our intercessions on Sunday. Pray at DallasULC.com. Go ahead, do the next one. There it goes. Okay, 
guys, the app that we have now is uh, we're doing with um, Pray.com. Pray.com. Uh, all you have to do is download the Pray.com app and find your church. So join the church and leave a legacy of helping others. This is a good place. If you want to, uh, if you ever want to uh, do your tithings by credit card or by debit card or by bank account, you can also do that through this app directly to us. Um, I, I post prayers here every single day, um, and it's a good place to kind of just get the day going sometimes. And you see my lovely face every day, smiling at you. Moving on. Guess what, guys? We've got volunteer opportunities galore right now, and just out the you know what. Volunteers are needed. There are many volunteer opportunities available, including altar guild, church office assistant, AV team, cleaning crew, and many more. Please see me, Mr. Mark, if you are interested in volunteering. Um, you guys know what the volunteering is like. Y'all have been doing it because you're kind of stuck here doing it. So I thank you, all of you, for volunteering. It really does make it more special when we put ourselves into it a little bit. It does. Okay. Moving on. Hey, did y'all know we had a podcast? No this is pretty cool. Are you serious? You can listen to us on Anchor. What's a podcast? <laughs> Pocket Cast, Stitcher, Radio Public, oh. Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaking News. Guess what? After all this time, I'm saying these finally these ten up here. We have a new one, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. It's with no, it's no, it's a different one. It's something like that, Bean Pod or Pod Bean or something like that. Lord have mercy. Anyway, next week I'll have their logo up there and everything. Open up, open up photos at the bottom. Will it let you do it? Let me see if it let you. I don't think it lets you do it when you got PowerPoint going. Forget it. My senility, I, 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 I don't remember the name of it. I, I apologize for that. Bean Pod, I think is what it's called. Something like that. But we, now we're out at 11 now. So we have 11 uh, uh, places where you can hear us. Just go to Google or MSN or however you, where you do your searching from and search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. Your Path with Bishop Mark. It's different listening to it on the podcast than it is all over, over the YouTube or even being here. Check it out. Okay. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Well, that's real simple. All you do is email us at feedback at dallasulc.com. Pretty self-explanatory there, folks. Moving on. Ah, and our beautiful logo representing... Moving on. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? What is today? Um, epiphany. What does that mean? It's an epiphany of Christ. What does it mean? It means that you'll receive an epiphany of where, what God, a vision, okay. To find the word, find the word without using the word in it. A vision. Okay. Uh, a eureka. A eureka moment, okay. It's one of those. Epiphany. It's literally defined in the church as the day that the magi, the three wise men, first visited Jesus. The first of, of anybody to uh, officially greet the newborn king besides his parents. That's the official definition of epiphany. Did y'all, did you notice on the cover? Did y'all see it? Very, very thing. Very artistic there. I don't even notice it, did you? No, I saw it. Did you? I 
Yeah, yeah, I saw. It's here too. It's a big word for an event that seems, you know, we've gotten used to hearing about the three wise men showing up and. But what does that mean to us Christians? You know, what's happening here? What's actually occurring? Why? Why is this so important? Why is Epiphany so important to us as Christians? Because we don't know what we got. We're in a situation where we don't know where the heck we're going next. That's pretty pretty true. Um, You're writing like my, my, my sermon, aren't you? This is your you're kind of jumping ahead on, I think, playing on the sermon. No. Okay. Epiphany, this is like, this is the beginning of the rest of the world recognizing Jesus Christ as as, as the, the, king of the, uh, the king of the Jews, the king of, king of Israel, the, 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 the savior of the world. Um, so that's important. Well, that's, yeah, that's what happened historically. Historically. I'm talking about how it applies to, um, okay. you know, thereafter and even even in a, how it affects us as Christians. Sure. So let's talk about this. Okay, we talked about we talked the sermon. We talked about the first thing I said was uh, you have Christmas tree up. Obviously, we're taking ours down here at the church. Uh, you have Christ, an angel or a star. It's two different kinds of people. It represents two different kinds of people on the top of your tree. There, an angel or a star. And the angel. Uh, excuse me. The. Uh, uh, well, where did I see it? Okay. Angel people, angel people. Angel uh, represents those who had been waiting for the Messiah for a sign from God for a long time, like the shepherds. They knew what the angels meant when they told them about the Savior, Messiah. They remembered the old prophecies. They remembered with anticipation. And the star people, the star was for those who were still searching, those still unsure, those still with questions, those on a quest to find out about this mystery and message from uh, from uh, from God, from uh, God wrapped in human flesh and swaddling clothes. And God sent both the angel and the star because God always meets us where we are, wherever we are on our journey. Good places, bad places, indifferent. And that's where he is. Um, we just forget that he's there sometimes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think we would be embarrassed at times the way we act. If God just all of a sudden appeared in form, standing over us watching, yeah. I know I would. He's already watching us. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. I know that, but we forget. But we forget. We say things. We do things. We. I'd be more concerned hey, with the words I've dropped out of my mouth. That's what I'm talking about. I'm doing. That's if, exactly what I'm talking if, about. Those um, words are the same thing I'm talking about. If he's watching like that closely, it means we're the pro we're the entertainment program that he's chosen to watch. Oh, come on. Like, you know, like we're not entertainment team. He loves us. You know, like if you're the folks, he cares, attention, you're he like cares about much, where you pretty cares much about like where your life is going. He cares about where your life is yeah. going, what you're doing. He cares, like how the parent cares for the child. It's not, it's not necessarily entertainment, it's watching out of out of love. So see how you develop the next. You're a father. 
No. So you understand what that's like? No. Even from afar, you're watching you your child? You can't explain it to me. No. I can, I can say it to you blue in the face, you'll never understand it. So you actually live it. It's one of those things. Kind of like staying up for Christmas for time, you remember. <laughs> and then. You don't know unless you have it. You can say you know it, but you won't really fully grasp it and know it. You talking about having a child? You don't have a kid. What about... Well, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I was never allowed to, I was just luckily never allowed to play that game. It's, it's an amazing gift. God gives us is, is uh, bearing our children and watching them grow and, and, and seeing what they become. Um, and for some, um, they don't have that calling. Their calling is somewhere else. And Patsy, for one, she didn't have any children, but she's a mother figure to so many different people, and that's probably why she didn't have little children, so she could be able to fairly share her time with others the way she does. What about this thing about another road? What's the title of our sermon today? Um, Try to this other road. I, mean, maybe even, I think it's the point is here. It's, it's a non-familiar road. It's a different road. It's, it's not the road you came in on. You're going out a different way. Um, Hopefully it's going to sound more. Not always. It's muddy, and sometimes it's rocky, and sometimes it's ice, and sometimes it's watered down. We can go Jeff walking down the interstate. Can, uh, but I think we're talking more metaphorically. Yeah, I'm, I know you're being smart, Alex, but that's okay. Uh, I'm just referring to the fact that I definitely have a new road because I have no more uh, no vehicle anymore. That's what we look at it. You can still drive around that same road your vehicle rode on, but yeah, you're right. It should be a little different walking or taking the train or taking the bus. People do it all the time every day here in the city. They survive without a vehicle. I do. I haven't had a car in many years. It's not just that, it's that. It's like I'm, like, <clears throat> I'm doing uh, what my grandfather told me. He's like, you, say, you need to be on, like, on your own. Like. Okay. And so. And you probably are, you, you think you're old enough to be on your own? Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um. I've like made it really difficult, but from Why do you mistakes. Think that is? Oh, just mistakes I've made, like, like, which we all do. Yeah, like. This Wait, what do we do with those mistakes? Is the question. When we have those mistakes, we realize that we have the mistakes. We make the problems. We have the have the issues. We have the guilt about it. Whatever. Then what do we do? Well, they were a long time ago. So. Have you changed? Have you corrected your life based on those mistakes? Have you learned anything from those mistakes? I'm sure. I sure the hell did. Like, good. I learned that. Um. I paid, um, I made, um, in 2016, I made like $26,000 a year and I gave almost all of it to the state of Texas. Why? Because I was on probation. Yeah, you gave all that money, huh? Did you learn anything? No, um, no, I'm still, I'm still to this day wondering where the money goes to. What do they spend it on? Lots of things. 
Well, besides, 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 um, salaries of those people do. Yeah, besides their 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 horse collection, and the buildings, <laughs> and you know, the other courts, and all of that's held in. Uh, the judges, the attorneys, uh, the the, the uh, clerks, the maintenance people, all the people have to get paid. Taxes pay for a lot of it, but court costs and fees and things like that pay pay things too. In Texas, everything's paid by court costs. There's no state tax. Anyway, did you learn anything by having to pay that money? Did that did that Fine yes, I learned don't something. don't mess with Texas. Oh, you're such a smart aleck. No, I'm not being smart aleck. You're difficult today, aren't you? I'm just using slogans. I, I get it. 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 Okay. So, talking about this other road, leaving on another road, can you kind of envision that a little bit? Because I think if you if you can take these metaphors that we talk about uh, on Sundays and put yourself into it. A little bit, it makes it a little easier to understand it. So, about, you know, you came in on the front gate of, this, of the complex and parked your car, or this time you walked in because somebody brought you here, right? How would you leave? It would be different this time. I mean, you would maybe get in an Uber and go out gate one instead of coming in gate one. Walk out, Something. walk next to the very first gate, and then go the, new, the first uh, gate, go to the, the new side door. Right. <laughs> the car went through the gate, yeah. Society. We're going out the um, door that's on um, the very last gate, the exit gate for this this side. Because I've never been out that uh, doorway. Okay. How about this? Just what I said at the end of the sermon here. So come this afternoon to the table. Make that journey of faith like the wise men, but then listen to God as God leads you home on another road. Leave what is troubling you behind. Leave the illness that eats at both your heart and your body. Leave the hurt and the pain caused by others. Leave the guilt of your sin. Leave all that behind and leave by another road, the road of forgiveness, the road of healing. You came by one road seeking something this afternoon. Listen to God. Be fed by God touched by God. Start the new year on a new journey and leave the light of the road. That road of healing, forgiveness. Can y'all do that? Are you capable of kind of going, okay, let's start new. We're not going to do it the way we've been doing it every day. We're not going to be doing the same thing. We're not going to go through the same because it's not working. It's not working. So let's try something new. Are y'all able to do that? Yeah, we're able to. Are you willing, it's, it's, are you it's, willing to? Change sucks. Change is hard. Change is not fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really it's really difficult. But is it better to stay in the rut? In the unhappiness that you're in? In the arguments that you have with people? In the, the uh, complacency of your life? Is that, more, is that better than getting off your butt and changing? Making an, an, a distinct effort to not only forgive others, but forgive yourself. Leave that guilt behind. Push all that away. Say, okay, look, I did this. I've done this. I've been through this. They've done this to me. That's the past. Okay. Here's a new day. Okay. A new year. A new me. I'm going to be forgiving, understanding. I'm going to heal. I'm not going to let this stuff bog me down anymore. Can y'all do that? It's hard. Yeah, it is. 
Because I'm, I mean, I for one, I, I, you know, I know what a grudge is. I do. I, I, I know what getting angry is. I know what yelling is, and I know what feeling bad about it is also. Yeah. Um. I don't know how to explain how I feel towards my father. Like I don't hate, you know, I don't hate him. Like, er. But if I were to see him, like, you know, just go around, like, I mean, I guess, like, I guess not. But like, I'm just stopping that topic because I wouldn't, wouldn't. There's, there's no point to continue because okay. it's not true. But um, I don't really feel like talking to him. Like, I'm just different. Um, Have you prayed to God about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of used to, I kind of used to, it's my way of avoiding to say GD. I'm like, man, I hate my dad. Well, <laughs> I don't think you hate your dad. But yeah, I don't hate him. Like, I don't hate him, but I just don't like him. Because if you hated him, you wouldn't want to talk about it anymore. You just, you'd let yeah, go. I'm just saying I don't like him. Like, you don't have to like your parents. But also, like, <laughs> I'm not sure if he really ever, you know, felt anything. Or or not of love toward you? Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, I, was just, I guess I'll. Fi- I guess Come on I, now. You know what I'm saying I guess I'll find that out. Like, if I were to um, I'm never gonna talk to him again. And then he dies. I'm like, huh? Last time I talked to him, I was an asshole. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. If that's the case, I hope you're not. I hope you don't leave it that way. I hope you. It's what you're doing. No, I called we, him on his birthday. We, we talked about this, though. Remember, we talked about this. You're holding on to this in your in your heart, though. You're holding on to a lot of that animosity still. You're you're angry with him. You're angry. So like You're angry with him. No, he's he's just um he's he's too contradictory. Like it's like um it's like if your father was like Osama bin Laden, like you, and he said, Hey son, let's let's go let's go flying. You wanna go flying with him? This is Osama bin Laden. Okay. You know your father loves you. You know deep down that's true. Well, he says he loves him. Like, I think he showed it. I mean, but he, he, he lets you stay in his house, you well, know, fed you, he, you know. But as, as we become adults, and there's that gray area of, you know, uh, staying uh, at home and being but, under dad's dad's. Well, maybe rules. he did, but what he put on the platter sure as heck didn't like me. And, um, okay. That happens, too. You know, I just, another thing is I kind of want that to sting. Maybe they'll, they'll be like, huh, maybe he won't see it. Maybe he will. You don't know. I like that. The, the yeah. only thing you can do for you is, is to do what you can do I'm to change. Gonna, change yourself. About him. Huh? So I'm just going to forget about him. No, you're not going to forget about him. Yeah. No. I'm just, but I am going to forget about him. I want you to forget about the hurt. I want you to forget about the anger. I want you to move past that and get into a healing Point. That's what I'm trying to get you to, to where even though you may not like the way your father acts or the things that he does, he's still your father, you still love him, and you all can still communicate amicably uh, as father and son uh, and not end your relationship on a bad note, a sour note, an angry note. That way, because then the one, if, if one, like you said, one does die and one's left behind, that leaves a lot more guilt and a lot more problems and you know, a lot more issues that have to be dealt with. And, and it shouldn't, doesn't have to be that way. Y'all can let go of this stuff. He's, he's, a, he's, he's, he's a fraud. No, I'm all, I can't fuck with him. Have you confronted him about that and asked him about the way he does things? Have you said anything about that? Um, no. Why not? Well, actually, I did bring it up to him. He just said, like, oh, God. You know, like, like he was, when he comes, he laughed and just didn't react. And he just stopped talking to me in the other room. And, um, 
you know, I don't have like proof on paper, but uh, I have you spending more than you make, and um, the the um, circumstance, like it's like they, if, if I were a prosecutor, I'd probably report on it. Um, so I just just think that's you know he's, he is dishonest. Okay. Sorry. I, 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 if you feel that way, that's great. You know. I mean, I mean, that's great. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, if you feel that way, first of all, I'm sorry that, 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 that that's the case. And if it's true, I'm really sorry that's the case as well. Because, you know, our, our parents are who we're supposed to look up to, who we're supposed to learn from, who we're supposed to figure out this thing called life from. Um, and when, yeah, they're human. They are human. They make mistakes. But if they continue to make those mistakes and not change. You know, the sad thing is, he did it because he loves his family. Not because he's greedy. But you still can't. You know, he's dishonest. Does that change it any? No. I think it does. I mean, it, I guess, but it still changed the fact that, you know, if you didn't want it. Yeah, you, 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 you can't steal. I mean, because it might be, oh, it's for my family, and then one day it might be, you know what, I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh. I left him bucks for this car or whatever. It's just, it's just turns into that. It, it does. It and evolves. It can. When, when it's, it was very easy to commit a crime, to, to steal from somebody, it becomes easier as time goes by. The first time is probably really difficult. But it's, you well, that's another thing it. I've noticed too, is what? that, you know, when, you, when you're actually honest, it seems like, and you're in the um, area of income or whatnot that, that I am, or whatever, okay. currently, it's the people that are... Um, uh, fully employed, you know, like they don't really do too well, you know, you gotta be employed, have something going. But the people who don't, um, who don't match that criteria, usually thieves, you know. Like, <coughs> and I was like, it's so common. It's like so many people, like, this, you don't have that centrist, you know, like, no, this isn't really mine, like, re like, even stuff that's like not illegal, but like, it's kind of, you know, like, Like, you know, kind of dishonest or so, something that kind of rubs you the wrong way. So, you know, it's like, well, that's not really right, but I can still do it, you know. It's so commonplace. If it's not right, you're not supposed to do it. Yeah, I'm saying. But you're right, it is commonplace. See, people people uh, sin every day. And some continue to do it without any repentance whatsoever. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about taking a different road. Yeah, well. Because we do it too. Well, don't it's, we? It's a lot harder road because when you actually, like, Think about uh -huh. so why can't just you know do that because that's wrong. Like I don't want to do that anymore. Like you just realize like wow I can't do that. I can't do that. I mean you could. Sure you can. You but, can go and cheat and lie and steal and whatever uh, you want to do. No, I'm saying it's not. That's what it is. It's it's like it's like a cancer. Like it's just bad. It's just you know. <coughs> I understand what you're saying. Hard stuff. You know it's hard once you're into it to stop doing it. Well no not that it's just that. It's so like, it's what, it's kind of like the way of, it's the easy way. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's, it's hard now that you've got taken that easy way, you're going to take the hard way, road now. You no, know it's easier to go the other way. No, it's, you know, it's still, it's still go the easy way. It's, it's not choosing not to because, and it's, it's still choosing not to because you have like a, a sense of difference between, you know, right and wrong. Like you want... I'm misunderstanding you then because if we're understanding is you're saying the easy way is, is usually sinning it's like stealing yeah so people no it's just what people do like you have to constantly make an effort to not do it correct you have to like 
Be like, no, I can't do that. He's like, it's right in front of you. It's like, it's hard. Yeah, that's hard to do. It's like it's like um, fording fording a river with a horse and buggy when you could just drive on the the bridge. Right. In a car. Right. Sometimes it's the yeah, but unfortunately, uh, driving across a bridge in a car is not a sin. Unfortunately, metaphor. I, I got. I know it is. I know it is. I'm just telling you. Yeah, sin is. Uh, you know, a lot of things that we can do the easy way out is obviously not the right way. We talk about. I talked about uh, a while back when we had our two-year anniversary about our foundation. Okay, and I talked about there's a reason that we have to go through certain things in life. Even the church, as it was going through and going through some growing pains and having to learn. Stand when it's put on top of it. Huh? So I can withstand. Right. Because if if we don't build down here with good solid ground, then and you just start climbing to the top real quick. And all of a sudden, I've got a mega church in, say, three months. And i got all these people standing there looking at me. And I have no foundation to, to, to stand on, really, because I've not built myself. I've not built my church strong from the valley of shelf. Everything's going to come down. Now, when I build my foundation with strength of God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, and it takes that time for that cement and all of that to cure together, then we start building on top of that. That's why. And it's not easy. The easy way would have been to move up fast and make that money and... and, and the success and all the wonderful things. Yeah, you might be getting the word of God out there, but you have a lot you need to know about everything. Business, life, church, people. All those things you have to learn in time. If you don't have that, you're not going to be lasting very long. And that's just one of the big things about uh, earning the trust of the people around you is, is your longevity, your your. I'm not saying predictable, but I'm saying you're uh, being one they can rely on. I think it's important for everybody to be somebody that everybody can rely on. When you say you're going to do something, do it. When you want to be somebody that you're not, do something about it. Make it happen. Say what you're going to say. Do what you, what you say you're going to do. That's all I'm saying. Is, you know, Live your word is, is everything. We talk about that. I mean, that's, that's in our, in front of our programs every week. Non digliamus, vermos, nec lingua, sed in opere, et veritate. You know, put your money where the mouth is. Walk for walk, don't just talk for talk. And now we're talking, we're talking about moving on, forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, changing our lives, and going home by a different road. That's still a good talk, you know? It's great to it's talk. Like saying, to talk. It's like saying absurd. Talk is great. But it's cheap. Everybody can do it. I'm saying it helps. It helps. It like, help. It helps keep like. But if I say we're gonna have service three o'clock every Sunday here, and every day was like today where we were running late and we didn't start till almost four, and I a week and six months down the road I start at three o'clock and nobody's here. Well, they all show up at four because they they know we're not gonna start on time. So I didn't do what I was gonna say I was gonna do. I left people. Fix something of me that I really didn't want to happen. I didn't want them to realize that I, you know, I could be a little disorganized at times and things could be running a little late and it happens, you know? By doing what you say you're going to do always, by sticking to your word, you become a person. I wasn't, I wasn't contesting that. I know you weren't. And I understand what you're I, saying I, about I, words, but words, what I'm saying to you about words though, is when you just have the words, just words, just words, no action behind them, they don't mean anything. Yeah. So even when you're offering words of comfort, well, what, to if, what if what if you know, you, what the the actions would not 
to not be action, you know, wiser. Then why know. would you say you wanted to do that? You were going to do that. That's the whole point here. I'm going to go rob a bank. If I if I say that and keep saying it, don't do it. Obviously, you know I'm not going to rob a bank. But okay. see, you don't want to say I'm going to rob a bank if you're not going to do it. Why would you say that? You're saying that the words are not desirable. It's not things you should be doing, right? You're talking well, about said, it. Though. Said, <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me what you well, mean I said, about I said that when um, at the the shop I was like, damn, I was like, I'm going to have to rob a bank. He's like, yeah, man, clothes are expensive. Yeah, but you're not mean, literally. You're going to rob a bank. Oh yeah, no. We're not talking about that. You understand what we're saying here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you see, like some of us have, like, can have anger problems. You know, let's get to yeah. that. It's good to be like, oh wait, yeah, like, see, it's just like, you see, oh, see, it all goes to like, oh, you know, just a, it's like, oh, go out, go out, like, it's like going out uh, with the bang over five dollars, you know, because you didn't get your change. It'd be crazy if you do that. Are you able to... I'm grasping a straw for now. Are you able to... leave your past behind you? Yeah. Forgive yourself. Forgive your father. Forgive his wife. And move on. Yeah. It's tough. You have to. Well, I'd say I, I guess I forgive her, but... It still hurts. It's not even her, it's just like... And you're angry with her. You gotta be able to let that go soon. You gotta be able to find a way to get that out of you. Somehow. By sending her a letter, um, talking to her face to face, I'm not sure that's wise. Getting this out in the open. Getting your, your voice heard. Oh, I know how to get it. And then move on. Her. And say, look. This is how I feel about this. Pro- this is what I feel you did to me. This is what I feel that. that God may not like it, but we'll be. We'll, we'll why wouldn't God we'll like it? Square. If you're just being honest. I said, we'll be square. If you're just being honest, why wouldn't God like it? We're not talking about your feelings here. That's, I'm just only doing some algebra, you know, like. How's that going to solve the problem? It would, um. It could like benefit me, so, like. If, if I need, you know, like, just. But I haven't explored that doing like doing anything like that. But. All right. Here's the deal, guys. I've said it a little bit. <laughs> You'd be a tough one to name for me, Matthew. I think you'd like to see me squirm a little bit. You said you like that. I like an antagonist at times. What am I doing on purpose? Like, I, I don't know. It's all good. You understand what I'm saying to you? About yeah. leaving the past behind, moving on, getting past the past. I felt like over the, the, the sermon might hit it now. I hope so. I think it should have hit it out with all of us. Because we all have anger at people. We all have hurt. We all I have people and we have people and ourselves that we need to forgive. We must forgive. We must. Not, we can't move on. Oh no, that's that's not my my issue. Like, what, what's next? Like, what the fuck? What is next? That's what, I do. <laughs> what is next? Well, you're gonna start praying about it. I'm serious. You guys don't believe me. You don't believe me that the power of prayer is unbelievable. If you just give him a chance to talk to you, he's gonna guide you the right way. Then you won't be asking those questions, because you'll know. Okay? Long day today. I know it was. And I appreciate all of your help. Um, 
with Sorry everything. for making it real long. <laughs> it's okay. Edit most I, mean, I don't want to ask your stuff out. I won't do it either because there's a lot that you say that they can connect with other people too. And, and you say a lot of things that are they're very important to our, our group here. I miss having you when you're not here. I'm glad you're here. Oh man, oh crap. I we got yeah, like, we, 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 we need some pillows because yeah, well, I thought those be that comfortable. Now I'm gonna look like I have Down syndrome. You're always sitting back like that in the chair. I it know makes you look like I have Down syndrome. We, we, we'll, we'll get you a pillow to sit to have behind you so you don't sit back like that. Now, I do that unconsciously. I know you do. Say, well, subconsciously. You're not unconscious. You're subconscious. Unconscious means you'd be pretty knocked out. So, all right. So we're gonna cut it, cut it down for today. We're gonna end this in prayer. Um, it is epiphany. It's it's epiphany. An aha moment. Aha! Here's this Lord God. Here's a, there's a, there's Lord God. Here's Jesus Christ. There's our Savior. Aha! The whole world now knows because the Magi now know. Right? Oh. Interesting to me that the, that the church keeps these, puts so much emphasis on these, these magicians, these astrologers, and for so many years the church condemned this, these kind of scientists. And, and, and magicians and, and, and soothsayers and whatnot. They've, they've never said anything about condemning the Magi here. I just think that's very ironic. Just my point of view on that. So, let's close it out in prayer, guys. Cool. Oh, tough one today. I'm sorry. Father, we ask you for guidance, for strength, for a new sense of hope to help us find our way. We ask that you help us to forgive, not only those who have hurt us, but to forgive ourselves. We ask that you open our eyes to our possibilities and guide us on our path that you laid for us. Help us to see the right way. Help us to see what we can gain from it. Help us to know that you are always there for us, no matter what. And we can always talk to you, and especially always listen to you. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. See you guys next week.